0: And welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Daniel. I am joined by Shabazz and Anthony. And today, we are going to be giving you our review of Christopher Nolan's Tenet.
1: Blah. The time has come.
0: Tenet.
2: <laughs> or the time has back
0: come. It, Tenet. Ah, ah damn. This, this Christopher Nolan guy, I think he has a future in filmmaking. I think I just, so. I just want to throw that out there. Um, Christopher Nolan's Tenet. The long... It feels like long delayed. Realistically, it was only like a month. Yeah, it was only a month. (laughs) It was only a month, but it was like every week leading up to it, it was like, okay, we're going to push it back a week. We're going to push it back a week. We're going to push it back a week. But finally, it's here. We could talk about it as much as I think we can. I mean, (laughs) this movie, there's a lot of of mind-bending stuff happening in this. So uh, we're not going to get into spoilers right away. We will give you proper time to shut us off delete our podcast unsubscribe give us one stars once we do get into spoilers so don't worry we'll give you proper warning uh before we get into it of course this is the movie podcast uh this is a special review episode of tenet make sure you catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single monday across All your favorite podcast platforms. You could follow us on Twitter at the Movie Podcast now. So we are the Twitter owners of that name. So please give us a follow on Twitter if you like what we're doing. You could send us your comment suggestions and corrections there too. Anthony, I would love to start with you. What are your surface level reactions to the film Tenet? Um,
2: um, it's it's a lot of ums, you know. the, the movie was, it's an interesting movie. It's, it's probably Christopher Nolan's most ambitious story. Um, Script-wise, well-written, well-acted, well-directed, well-shot. It's just the idea of this the movie, like the plot, and trying to understand what is happening in front of you is my only challenge uh, with this film. You know, if you if you watched Interstellar and you're like, what the what what did I just watch? Or try to understand the science behind it, you're gonna come out of this movie going, What the fuck is this? It's <laughs> absolutely mindfuckery right now. Because that's how I came out. But it's not in a bad sense that um, I wanna learn more about it. Like I want to go watch this again to try to understand right his thought processes. Because to write something like this, it's like like you have to be like absolute How? genius. And <laughs> How I do thought, you do this? I thought Inception was like just the idea of, of dreams and breaking down and all that was crazy. This this is on a whole nother level. Whole nother level. I think I think what's really what's really
0: nice about that kinda comparison you gave there is like with Inception back in the day, we spoke about this one after we watched Tenet that 10 years ago, inception was like one of those movies that people would talk to saying like, this is the most complex film ever. But when you think about inception now in comparison to Tenet, inception, so easy to follow. Mm-hmm. This is like Tenet's literally one of those movies that you're just like, okay, I need to watch this again and again and again, just to really process what's happening in this. Correct. Um, I like, uh, I want to get to your reactions to shame. I'm just going to interject here a little bit, but, I really enjoy this movie. Just like with Anthony said, I think everything from the direction, the score is amazing. Um, what Nolan did with this movie is no short of a feat, but my God, I, my brain is just working overtime right now, trying to process everything that's happened. Um, and also trying here, because the, I think the biggest complaint across all the three of us is, Uh, And with our other friends, Matt, from the Untitled Movie Podcast as well, is that you can't really understand all the time what the characters are saying. And this could be because of the IMAX mix, the audio mix to this movie, which at that point I was like, man, just give us subtitles at this point because it's it's hard to try and follow what's happening. I was always entertained throughout this movie, but just trying to follow the process of what's happening is what's kind of almost like delaying the impact of this movie in my
1: mind shay where are you with this movie right now so we've had about almost 24 hours with this film to kind of mull it over and um i think this is the first time i've kind of walked out of a christopher Nolan movie going like oh, okay that was good like that was a good movie i enjoyed it um but i i, I don't i don't know if i'm I want to choose my words very carefully here because I feel like when you talk about a film like Nolan's movies, every answer people like to give is super hyperbolic. It's always like, it was the greatest thing of all time or it was absolutely garbage. Right. And I feel like if I if I stick in the middle, it, it becomes this weird line. So uh, the way I see it is I, I enjoyed the film. I had a good time with it. Um, I wasn't prying to watch it again. And I think that's because the first half of the film for me was a bit slow uh the it, it, the setup was a bit long but um was I entertained still yes to some degree because i just wanted to know when the nolanism would start like when it would get just batshit crazy um, right but yeah i i would agree with you guys in the sense that the audio was was a very odd choice and i've noticed that since dark knight rises he's kind of made that his thing where even in dunkirk there were some moments where uh, maybe it's the accents or maybe it's just the fact that the the vocal audio is at the same level as the destruction happening around them. So you can't pick up what they're saying half the time. And in a movie where you need to know what's going on because it's so confusing, that kind of made it difficult for me personally. But I, I, I'm i at a place right now where, where I, I enjoyed the film. at had a good time. I'm excited to go see it for the second time probably next week to kind of get a better understanding of it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I am right now. Mm.
0: Sure, I mean, and and that's and that's and that's perfectly fine. I mean, I think just going back to like the reason why we started the podcast is so we could give our most honest impressions of movies, right? Like mm-hmm. we, that's what we, that's what we want to happen. And yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think this is Nolan's best film. Mm-hmm, I, yeah. I, I like just I don't like as it's a reaction. I don't think this is his best film. But I still like as a as a fan of Nolan as who is my favorite uh, director working right now. Like I did really enjoy this movie. Um, so what is this movie even about? Well, John David Washington is the star of this movie. He is a CIA agent who is basically. The movie starts with him trying to steal something. If you went to see the Rise, oh my God, Rise of Skywalker. Is it the Rise of Skywalker?
1: I don't even know anymore.
0: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Skywalker. There's a prologue, or I guess like a a scene from Tenet that you'll see. And it was basically this opera scene. He's stealing something. He basically gets made and dies, what it looks like. But with Tenet, like you there in this movie, the time traveling is possible. And there's something called inversion as well, too. So we see like, all from the trailers we saw like the bullets kind of going in reverse and there's different objects that could go reverse in time the action pieces in this movie are really really cool like seeing the fights happen where one person is going forward through time and one person's going backwards through time like that shit was boggling my mind Mm -hmm. mostly because i'm like how do they shoot this Mm -hmm. but also like this is just visually like your brain is just like this is like stimulation overload happening right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's, there's literally a line at the beginning of the movie that we were, we were talking about yesterday that uh, in the exposition, uh, Flora Delacour, who (laughs) her act, the actress who plays Flora from Mary Potter. uh, She's like, don't think about it. Just feel it. I'm like, okay, that's going to be my mantra while watching this movie. Um, But you have a great cast in this movie. You have John David Washington. You have Robert Pattinson, who's kind of his partner. In crime throughout this movie, you also have Elizabeth Debicki, um, who is married to Kenneth Branagh, who's kind of like our Bond villain in this movie. Mm. I would say, how would you like? How would you describe? Uh, would is he's the true villain of this movie? Would you say? Oh yeah, easy 100%. to say that. Hundred percent.
2: Did you guys? <laughs> Kenneth Branagh did, uh, did a really good job of playing a Russian villain. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't even tell if it was it. Like if I didn't know him and I had my eyes closed, I'm like, damn, that's, he did a really good job playing mm-hmm. uh, this bad guy for this movie.
1: I was most nervous that she G- about his performance, because I know he's kind of done that role before in um, Jack Ryan with Chris Pine. Um, but Kenneth Branagh has always been a fantastic actor. I mean, you look back to him playing Hamlet and making that film as well. So, you know that he's a, he's a true thespian, but his performance in this movie was absolutely chilling.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: think he he actually scared me at so many moments. Yeah,
0: he did. Like there there's some scenes where he was just yelling. And of course, because it's an IMAX, it feels like it's all around you that you just get that shiver down your spine that you're just like, oh my god. Um But it's 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 funny because, you know, we had a plan of doing a spoiler cast for this movie, but it's it's hard to really dive into spoilers because it won't really make sense what we're saying. And also because like this movie is very um, convoluted as well too. Not that it's always a bad thing, but um, there's a lot happening. There's so many layers to it that you're just trying to unpack that it's not always going to make sense when we kind of reference things. So I think um, Shay, you made a really good point earlier when you said that um, the first half of this movie is it, it take it's a lot of setup, it's a lot of there's action in it, but it's a lot slower paced. Mm-hmm. Um and then it's not until really the second half where the Nolan isms really kick in that you're just like, okay, this is now the the second half is what we I think expected the whole movie to be. Right. In the sense of just right. like the the
2: batshit craziness of this all. But you need you need a setup like that for a film that's gonna talk about Nolan's idea of time travel, right? Imagine just being thrown into it. it. It might, it probably wouldn't make sense. And then again, like even with the the beginning being a little bit slower, it still doesn't make sense, but it's one of those <laughs> movies that literally, it's like, it's almost like, um, it's like a video game. Like you keep playing it and you keep playing it until you understand it. Um, I feel like if you keep watching this movie, you'll understand it more and more. Cause there's parts of this film where you're like, that doesn't make sense. Wait, wait. Oh, it makes sense now. I'm understanding it, but then you lose track of it because there's so much happening in front of you. You know, yeah. people running right. backwards, people going forwards. I'm 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 just want to know, like you said, Daniel, how did they shoot this? How did they did they did knowing Nolan, did they get people to act? Like they're walking Back backwards. <laughs> like how did they? Film Nolan these built things? a
0: time machine. Actually, Nolan got Warner Brothers to buy a time machine and get it working. Yeah. Um. It, it's funny. I saw David Wa- uh, John David Washington like some behind the scenes earlier of him practicing the fight choreography, and you see him like moving backwards and stuff like for the fight choreography. So they actually shot it with them almost doing things in reverse. Right. Which is even more crazy when you think about it, because like just to kind of like process that like mind wise, like that's, that's crazy. Like my, my brain's hurting. It's oh, man. <laughs> did you guys, uh, Shay, did you have any
1: favorite moments from this movie? Uh, I think it was when we kind of got towards the the end of the film, and you kind of start to see, like my right when I think the wheels in my head started to turn were when we got back to that airport sequence from the beginning of the film, but now we're seeing it from the other perspective of time. That's when I was like, wow, this is really cool. And that's when I got really, really engaged in the film. To be honest, I loved it whenever Robert Pattinson was on screen. I mean, I absolutely love Robert Pattinson. I think he's such a great actor. So whenever he was on the screen, I was like, yes, I'm in. And I no, no offense to Jane, John David Washington. I think he's so great as well. But there's just something about Robert Pattinson that he has this way of not caring but still giving such a great performance he's like an everyday man performance mm-hmm. uh, you
0: know I, what he reminds me of well, and uh, exactly. he reminds me of like eames so tom hardy in Inception. very much yeah very like, much, like, he kind of he kind of really right. like plays that character right yeah like i was waiting for like oh yeah my brother eames is in the is in the inception business like oh <laughs> he incepts my. <mind. laughs> he didn't oh. say that
1: no. <laughs> he didn't say that but no. yeah what else jay what else did you like in this movie uh definitely that moment for sure and i, and I think um having ludwig coming on uh ludwig van gorsen for the score wow that was such a wicked score. I think uh, when I look back at, you know, Nolan's previous films, you always think about the Dark Knight and Batman and those iconic Hans Zimmer scores. To be honest, my favorite, though, is Interstellar, but I think this one kind of comes right underneath it because I loved the combination of music going backwards along the side of, like, these, like, tense moments that he was creating. So definitely those are my 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 favorite moments, but in terms of... Uh, uh, actual scenes. It was right. I think when we right got back into the the airport. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah, Ludwig uh, Gorrison did some amazing work in this movie, and you know, it's it's almost like a tale of two soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Almost like Black Panther was, where it's like you'll have like the T'Challa score, and then you'll have the Killmonger score. But it here, you'll have like a normal like pulsating, crazy Nolan score, and then once things get inverted and we go back in time and stuff, you'll have those that score just start bending time-wise and going in different directions. And mm-hmm. it was really cool. And and th- again, this is the first movie since <sighs> the prestige that Hans Zimmer hasn't worked on s- with the uh, Nolan. Yeah. So it, it was dope to see this collaboration. And I really hope they work together again. I hope and so. hearing the Travis Scott, <laughs> the Travis Scott sounds throughout was uh, making me laugh as well. Yeah. Would Anthony, guys- how about
2: you? What did you love? Well, I was going to ask you guys, what do you guys think of the the IMAX experience for this particular movie? Because it's not like Batman or Dunkirk, where where there's you know aerial shots or you know, large drops from this from skyscrapers. It it felt when I was watching, it, I didn't feel like this was this huge IMAX experience that I was expecting it to be. I I agree with you on that one. It, it didn't
1: feel like his other films were. Um, the scale of the film was, was what was in the shot of the movie. Granted, it's still a very beautiful film, and I think Hoytman mm-hmm. Hoytman did a great job of being a cinematographer, as as he has been for the last few films of his. Um, but it probably felt like the, one of his few films that it didn't need to be IMAX, and I use that term loosely, because it's still fantastic that it was not IMAX, but it, it didn't have those jaw dropping visual elements there. It was more mm-hmm. about the scenery that was occurring or the direction that was occurring.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think this is Nolan's like the most bond esque elements in a Nolan film, mm-hmm. you know, like right from Kenneth Branagh, who is a very much like a bond villain um, to kind of from going from big landscape to different landscape. Um. Um. Yeah, I think the IMAX, it was beautiful seeing it on the big screen, but I think the biggest detriment to that was just whatever the audio mix was. And it literally made me, I was supposed to watch it again today. It literally made me not have my tickets for today, and I'm going to go watch it this weekend, probably in AVX or another format that's not IMAX, just so I could see if there's a different audio mix to it, because it really was throwing me off just like straining my ears like trying to hear what they were saying and when you're trying that to, was my biggest complaint with this movie
1: he's yeah. trying to hear it and when you're trying to understand the complicated scenarios that the film's already in it doesn't help that you're trying to pay attention to what the audio is while along the same time trying to understand what you're seeing on screen and i think that's what made the film difficult to kind of perceive
0: yeah and and that, like there's literally that scene where they're on a like Elizabeth the Bickey John David Washington and Kenneth Branagh like they're on these race boats mm-hmm. and they're literally talking about like this thing that's intrinsic to the plot and like you just hear the roaring of the ocean in the boats and I'm like Nolan's doing this on purpose now he knows no one's going to be able to understand this
2: yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: What'd um, the, what do you about- think
2: of the biggest stunt in the film
0: what would you say is the biggest stunt in this film <laughs> That plane.
2: The plane. The plane. Huh, he, loves- he hates his planes, eh? Yeah, well, first of all, them. you have to buy a plane that big because you're going to crash it. <laughs> and that plane is not expensive. No, and it's 747, right? Yeah, it's a huge plane. And you're going to crash it into a building. We've, If you watched the trailer for Tenant, you've probably seen a, a little bit of the sequence. But that was probably one of his biggest stunts in mm. terms of like... Practical, like even with the transport flipping in dark night, this was like a uh literally a jet plane smashing through a building <laughs>
0: yeah it's uh it's a spectacle this movie is definitely a spectacle to behold, and uh watching it on a big screen wouldn't like watching this at home wouldn't have been the same experiences. As- watching it in a theater i i, I firmly believe that mm-hmm. but the only benefit watching it at home would have given us is being able to hopefully turn on subtitles to hear what's happening oh yes
2: for sure when i own this film i'm definitely putting on subtitles
0: so is there anything that you guys like really stood out to you from the movie that you you guys wanted to speak about or are you guys ready to give your final ratings for the
1: I I think what I'll I'll say about the film is that in terms of story and plot, at least from what I've understood and um, have read more about, uh, it's, it's not his strongest story, but I think in terms of, again, what he was trying to accomplish. um, I have to say it's, it's one of his best in that regards because he tried to do something that I think was absolutely crazy. And, to make it believable, he did a really good job of it, I think. So um, th- that's what, at least what I'll say without giving my final score into it.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree with that, Shay. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm on I'm on board with all of you. I think we all left a theater. One, this was like the first real new movie that I think we've been looking forward to this year. So I think there was an overwhelming aspect of that as well mm-hmm. that plays into it when we're watching this. But um for me yeah I, i'm exactly with you there shay i i don't think this is Nolan's best film but again when i say that it's not a negative thing uh, no this isn't me saying this isn't olin's best film his films i all i love all of his films so this is still a movie that i'm gonna love and watch when it comes to home <laughs> release and watch again in theaters like it's like saying like what's like skittles do i not like i like them all of yeah. course of course you know what?
1: Like, Are you upset? That I use Skittles. No, Do you want me I, use M and M's? No, no, I love Skittles. They're all this, they're all the they're oh, same. Okay. They're all the same to me. Yeah. They're you just really?
0: sounded a little condescending when I when I said that. That's why. Oh no 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 no! Like I'm of
1: listening. course of course. No no, it's just <laughs> it's not condescending.
0: <laughs> what? I use uh, the way you to said Skittles.
1: it made it. Sense it's probably because of my Sorry. IMAX audio it's probably because of my IMAX audio you heard that oh
0: I, cu- I couldn't hear you over the screaming <laughs> ocean behind you
1: <laughs> all the skittles fall to the ground
0: <laughs> but what about you Anthony final thoughts on this before we give our
2: ratings um, I would say give this film a chance because there's nothing like you haven't seen something like this ever the, there's nothing that you've ever watched that will come close to what Christopher Nolan was trying to captivate with this story and with the, the this just the visuals it is even though it's not his strongest and you said Daniel you know that's not a negative thing um it's still a great film mm-hmm. and it's new and it's um uh, original yes it involves time travel but like you've never seen time travel like this before so Right, um, I would say give it a chance and don't call it stupid because you come out of this movie saying "oh, this is stupid" is because you you're ignorant. You have to give this movie a shot because there's no movie like this that you've ever seen.
0: Mm-hmm. Damn, calling people out, Anthony, I like it. I like well,
2: no, it. like you got to give this guy credit. Like you, there's nothing like this ever. Like you have to watch this film and appreciate. Like he tried something that never has been made before. Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's funny because like Nolan essentially is an art house director who gets blockbuster budgets. Yeah. You know, like he, he, he does something special every time. And even if it always doesn't land with us, like, like a hundred percent, it's still a great movie. So Mm -hmm. I think for myself to give my rating, I'm going to say, watch this movie. It's a great time. The theater for the spectacle alone. I'm going to say, watch it.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. I'd say, I'd say go watch it. Uh, give it a shot. And I'm very curious as to, you know, if you do get a chance to go watch this movie this weekend or whenever you go watch it, please write us in and let us know what you thought because if if you if you would classify yourself as, a, as the general audience, I'm very intrigued as to what the general audience would feel about this film because it is a lot to take in. It
2: is. You know? For sure. And uh, Anthony? Me, I- it would be... Skip it no, I'm just joking. <laughs> stream um, if, it on your phone. Stream it on on Fortnite. Can, before I even give my review, did we see any Fortnite you know people at the theater yesterday?
1: Oh, dude, you didn't see the people flossing in the front row? No I man. saw a guy throw an arrow at the screen, and I was like, well, this is upsetting. <laughs> oh, I'm back in Fortnite watching this trailer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, go watch it. Go experience it. Eat some popcorn. Have some soda. Enjoy the movie. And, wear a mask. And wear a mask, for sure. Uh, social distance, because you know what? This was, even though, again, it's not its strongest, it's a great movie to watch. And right now, it's the only movie to watch. And I'm not saying that's the reason why you should watch it, but take <laughs> it in for what it is and experience, you know, Christopher Nolan's vision.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Give it an opinion. Like, give it your own opinion. Don't let opinions online... Uh, push you either way.
1: Have your own opinion on it. And especially, uh, so g- sorry, sorry to cut you off the damn, but especially because no, 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 a no. lot of the reviews that I've been seeing about this film are are giving it a negative opinion based on its circumstances of COVID, like that has anything to do with the film. Forget about what has happened to the journey of this movie. Just go watch the movie and give it the opinion of the film itself. That's That's what true. we're trying to say.
0: so we're giving it a watch it across the board here at the movie podcast if you like what we're doing on the show make sure you subscribe on apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to our show uh follow us on Twitter and on Instagram on Twitter we are at the movie podcast on Instagram we're at this time with for now we're working on getting the movie podcast as well too so stay tuned for that uh, if you want to write into the show go to this time slash talk or through our socials write into us we'd love to hear what you think about Tenet and we will see you on Monday's episode of the movie podcasts <laughs>